The gold standard and benchmark for competitive ultra cyclists is the 24-hour individual time trial, just as the one-hour TT is the standard for traditional road racers. On today's episode, we celebrate Stanko Verstoshek's glorious achievement in breaking and setting a new world record in the outdoor road category, a record previously set by the one and only six-time Race Across America champion Christoph Strasser and left standing for the last five years since March 2015. Stanko, an active police officer in Slovenia for 25 years, broke the highly coveted 900-kilometer mark by riding 914.02 kilometers or, translated to miles, 567.946 miles with an average speed of 38.08 kilometers per hour or 23.66 miles per hour. Along the way, Stanko also snagged 10 other world records at the marks of 100, 200, 300, and 500 kilometers and 100, 200, 300, and 500 miles, including the 6-hour and 12-hour marks. As an added bonus, we'll be joined by Stanko's coach and longtime friend, Alish Suhodolnik, to discuss training, nutrition, and all the preparations leading to this incredible achievement. I'm your host, Justin Tu. Let's roll. Hey, Ultra family, Justin Tu here, your host of the Ultra Cycling Show. Thanks for tuning in for today's spectacular episode where we get to celebrate the new 24-hour outdoor road record set by Stanko Verstoshek just recently. It's going to be a fun episode to discuss how he was able to achieve such an incredible result. We're going to learn about how he did it. And we're also going to have his coach, Alish Shehodolnik, joining us as well. So thank you both for joining me on the show today. Looking forward to chatting with you. Thank of you course. for invitation. Thank you for invitation. Yes, and pleasure. Yeah, and of course, first and foremost, a huge congratulations, Stanko, on your incredible victory on setting this new 24-hour world record. Uh, thank you very much. Now, we're going to dive into that and just dissect the whole preparation, the actual uh, race that you did to achieve such a, a victory. But I did want to point out to people that even before you were doing a lot of time trial racing, but in the shorter road racing distances, but in 2019, you did also win the European 24-hour uh, championship. And as part of your record this year in the 24-hour road category, in fact, it turns out that you broke 11 records leading up to that from the 100, 200, 300, 500 kilometer distance records in addition to the 100, 200, 300, and 500 mile distances, as well as the 6, 12, and 24-hour records. So in total, 11 records that you broke and, and set. So congratulations again. Thank you very much. Okay, let's dive into a quick sprint round of questions. A fun way to get to know you in a nutshell. You and Alish as well, I, I would love to know more about him, about the coach who, who made this world record uh, holding uh, ultra cyclist. And then we'll dive into your world record setting. First question for you, Stanko, is, well, how long have you even been riding bicycles? 
not so long. I uh, ride bicycle uh, seven years. Wow. And how about you, Alish? Oh, well, I few years more. I started as a triathlete 15 years ago. Okay. And so from our conversation before the show, you actually compete in Ironman triathlons? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I compete triathlons, Ironman triathlons now for, for 13 years. And hmm. I, I was in Hawaii, in Kona, in World Championship in 2018. And I'm qualified again. But this year, there's oh. no Kona. So I must uh, wait another year to the oh. next October. Okay, so very high caliber athlete yourself. And I guess that explains how you were able to help Stanko to achieve such an incredible uh, victory, arguably the premier world record that one could set as an ultra cyclist. So very well done to both of you. Now, how long Stanko has been an ultra cyclist? So you haven't been riding bicycles for very long, but how about the ultra distances? Uh, long distance, uh, maybe two years. Two years. Uh, before that, I uh, uh, compete in uh, a shorter distance. And I think uh, that was uh, very important because uh, I trained uh, speed. And now uh, this speed is uh, important to attack some uh, records. Uh, right. Yeah, clearly. Very interesting as we contrast that with, say, the traditional ultra cyclist who typically does not come from, say, a road racing background, let alone, say, perhaps even a professional one. There have been a few, but so you definitely focused on the short, fast and high intensity distances, and that allowed you to simply now build up to the 24 hour mark. And it it very much is a cool story. So when it comes to the shorter time trials that you did, what were those distances? And give us an idea of your average speeds on those. Uh, That that was about uh, uh, half hours. Uh, I think uh, about 20, 25 uh, kilometers. And uh, the speed was... uh, about 46, 47 uh, and more kilometer per hour. Oh, wow. Okay. So if we, if we convert that to miles per hour, so that's about 28 and a half miles per hour. So definitely a strong, fast uh, rider. Yes. And, and so with your world record, your 24-hour world record, you ended up doing 914.02 kilometers or 567.95 miles from our calculations. The official results will be uploaded to the World Ultra Cycling Association or WUCA database in, in a few days time, if I'm understanding correctly. And yeah. from our calculations, just as a rough estimate, it was about 38.01 kilometers per hour, which translates to roughly 23.62 miles per hour. So very high average speed over a very long duration. So well done again. Yes, now, thank you. Stanko, how many bicycles do you own? Uh, yeah, uh, I own uh, two bicycles, uh, time tree bicycle and uh, classic road uh, bicycle. Cool. And Alish, how about yourself? Well, those two. Oh, nice. me. and oh. another one is in my room that's that's all uh, I w- yeah i was gonna ask whose those were and very nice color theme you have there with the the bottle cages and the drop bars there <laughs> yeah yeah 
Awesome. Slovenian green. Yeah, Slovenia is green, yes. <laughs> oh, cool. Nice. Oh, that's good to learn. And of course, for those who are new to the show, perhaps we have also interviewed another Slovenian ultra racer, a premier one in the world as well. One of the first episodes, Marco Bala, one of your countrymen. I'd imagine both of you know him quite well. Yes, yes. He's a very good guy. And uh, it's, uh, I can say my friend and uh, I'm proud of that. Yeah, definitely. And actually, it does turn out if we look here at some of the photos which you've sent. Well, first of all, of course, congratulations, new 24-hour world record for Stovshek, Stanko for yes. Stovshek. Now, also, in addition to that, I recognize this photo as the same starting location as Marco Bello on his recent 24-hour record in his age category, where he was actually doing up to 1,000 kilometers. And yes. um, so it turns out it was that, the same exact route, correct? Yes, correct. The, the same uh, uh, route, and uh, it's very flat, and uh, I think that's very good route. Yeah, awesome. So perhaps that that route will now become the go-to route for all ultra cyclists around the world who want to set the 24-hour record, right? <laughs> Probably, <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> That's awesome. So it'll make uh, Slovenia a go-to destination. I'm excited. I'll have to come out there <laughs> one day and maybe they'll put up some monuments for, for Marco there and for you now there and and uh, everyone who who is able to achieve that that incredible record will will get something there. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, this is not a joke, you know, the, the yeah. mayor of this uh, Dubrovnik, where the route is, mm. he said that he will uh, put the, the statues of uh, Marko, uh, Stanko, mm. and uh, if you hear for uh, Primo Roglic, you hear sometimes from Primo oh, Roglic, yes, 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 yes. who was second in the Tour de France, <laughs> Right. well, he was the first win, first official win of Primo was in this, in this city. In the Bronx. Oh, in the so Bronx. Yeah. There's a lot of rich history there for. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And oh. uh, they're very proud on that. And uh, it's mm. nice. Well, man, I, I would emphasize that that is an incredible achievement for your country. And that should bring a great deal of pride. I mean, I feel a sense of pride for you guys as Slovenians. And I know also from another episode we recently did with Philip Keiter, an ultra cyclist from Austria. He was talking about how uh, ultra cycling in Austria has been developing a lot and perhaps also fueled by inspiration from your fellow countrymen, including Jure Robic uh, and Marco Bella, and now, of course, yourself. So I think between all of you strong um, Slovenian ultra racers, you really are <laughs> paving the way for not just your fellow countrymen, but also ultra racers in neighboring countries and quite frankly, around the world. So well done in, in pioneering the way and leading that's the, the charge. That's the Alps, you know. <laughs> we are uh, on the same uh, uh, sides of Alps. Mm. This yeah. joke, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe something in that. Right, right, right. Yeah, I was wondering, yeah, if it's something in the water or what's going on. <laughs> okay, so... The air, the air, very good. Oh, air. the air, okay, okay. Very good. So it's a good training ground and also good for the world record attempts. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, now what bicycle... That's true. Yeah, what bicycle computer do you both use? Do you use a Garmin or Wahoo or some other brand? A uh, Garmin. I used Garmin. Hmm. Me okay. too. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, so I'd imagine both of you, I mean, as competitive as you are and as high caliber of athletes as you are, you must be training with things like power and heart rate, right? Uh, yes. yes, yes. But I training on power now, just power and that's it. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, so do you both of you worry about a functional threshold power then? And do you know what yours is recently? Yes. Yeah, we do this uh, two, three times a year. We do testing. Oh, cool, cool. Now, what, where do you both stand with your FTP? Question to Prak. Huh. 380, Stanko. Yes. Wow. And around 300 for me. Nice. Wow. Very strong riders. Okay, now, fun question. When you're doing your training or perhaps even on your world record temp or Alish for you on your Ironmans, what ride snacks do you both enjoy eating? Uh, you mean uh, during the race? Yeah, or even training. Well, we have, uh, we are maybe a bit different than others, yes. you know, because we, we practice low carb nutrition. Ah, yes. yeah. Low carb, high fat. Uh, and uh, in, during the training, uh, uh, no sugar or uh, very, uh, not a lot of sugar, you know. Uh, but uh, before a race or before attempt the record, I uh, I uh, make a carbo loading, you know. Mm. Uh, and uh, I was very disciplined, and I uh, carbo loading make uh, only with rice. Wow. I think that the, the I think that's the perfect, and that's yeah. all. <laughs> oh, cool! Yeah, no, interesting to learn about that level of discipline and attention to nutrition. So kind of like a keto type of diet that's that's what we call it here like a so low uh, low carb high fat diet so yes, very yes. interesting but it's now, not if i may say it's not uh, straight keto because uh, we we do a periodization of uh, carbohydrates it means when we have like in in the periodization we have a lot of training or high intensity mm. we have much more carbohydrates than in the easier easier uh, time of periodization Oh, you know? and even yeah, yeah. during uh, one week, we have uh, the high, high, hard days with carbo loading. We have easy days without carbo loading with a small amount of carbohydrates. And, uh, and during the, during racing, we calculate everything. Wow. We, we calculate how much, when to take it, everything. Yeah. Very fascinating. Thank you for sharing with us. Uh, on that. That's a very interesting methodical approach that you both take. And I think it, it goes to show how you are able to achieve such incredible results then for both of you. So very cool. Now, Alish, you are obviously um, uh, Stanko's coach. How many yes. athletes do you typically uh, coach at one time? Well, around 25 I have now. But this is, I have six, seven uh, pro athletes on the, on the level of Stanko. And uh, the others are uh, just amateurs, you know, they're not uh, mm. on a such yeah. level. Yeah, that's, that's excellent. So for those watching, if, if you want to go for the 24-hour record attempt, we've got the coach for you. <laughs> yeah, or maybe okay. someone who wants to, to, to reach Kona in Ironman, maybe too. Yeah. Because I'm also a, a national, national uh, team uh, long-distance triathlon coach, you know. Oh, nice. Yeah, very cool. Very versatile athlete and coach so that's that's yeah. excellent now what's your favorite ride hydration what do you what do you both enjoy drinking as part of your your fuel uh, during training and during races 
right, yeah. Uh, do, uh, during uh, training, I uh, drink uh, zero carb uh, tablets in the water mm. uh, and uh, maybe some soda bicarbona. Uh, uh, during the race, uh, uh, the last time uh, I saw that the beta fuel uh, from seas is perfect. Mm. It's uh, very strong, uh, and uh, I think that's very good uh, for uh, racing. Mm. And Alish, I'd imagine you use a similar? Yeah, I use uh, the same thing. I mean, I always use uh, uh, gels, mm. you know, and uh, I just watch that is around one gram per minute uh, of carbohydrates. And that's interesting. Just, just liquid uh, food. Right, right. Always. So a lot, lot of training. Yeah, a lot of calculations and were very well thought out. So you both have put in a lot of work and time and effort into the world record and everything else that you've accomplished. Now, I'm very interested. How old are both of you? Oh, both are uh, 43. Yes, both uh, of us. Oh. I will be 44 uh, for a few days. Yes. Oh, very interesting. Now, how long have you both known each other? <laughs> That's very, very uh, interesting story. Uh, we were uh, together on school. Uh, so that's mean 25 years. Uh, ah, yes, uh, yes. That, well, yes. That's, that's what I was going to ask. I thought, okay, you're both 43. You're both, you know, very active and successful. And it seems yes. like, you know, both on the same page with your nutrition and... And, uh, and we training. both in school uh, were not uh, sportsmen, athletes. Oh, no, wow. <laughs> no, he, no me. <laughs> Incredible. Wow. Well, well done to both of you. And geez, that really, I guess, so when you train hard uh, together, you, you stick together, right? <laughs> you know what? I cannot train with him. He's too good. <laughs> I train alone. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. Now, after a nice, long, hard effort or event, say an Ironman for you, Alish, or Stanko for you, the 24-hour record, What's your favorite post-ride meals? What do you enjoy eating after to celebrate? Uh, I can eat nothing. Just drink water. Uh, huh. The day when I uh, finish the record, uh, just water, drinking water. Uh, everything I put in my mouth, what I can't eat. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Guess just goes to show what intensity you were riding at to get your body to that point. How long did it take you after where you were able to start eating solids? Uh, next day, next day, uh, next day. Uh, but uh, then I eat uh, everything I uh, came in on in my mind. I don't know apple. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, I never eat the apple. But then apple. I want apple. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> You know oh, what's yes. the problem? Because we are low carb yes. and we are restricted with the carbohydrates. And uh, in these days after race, we can afford a little bit, you know. So I, I eat pizza. Oh, <laughs> yum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, Marco was telling me that he, I can't remember if he said he ate two whole pizzas himself or it was just <laughs> one. <laughs> yes, Ma Ma Marco is uh, uh, gourmand. He uh -huh. like it very much uh yes yes yeah. now uh alish what are some of your favorite toppings to have on on the pizza when you're able to have one? Oh, uh uh you know prosciutto you know what is prosciutto oh yeah okay prosciutto <laughs> and uh <laughs> that's much mozzarella okay yes, and yes. olives that's it 
Oh, all right. So next time I'm in Slovenia, you can take me to your favorite pizza place. Yes, you're welcome. We have great pizza pizza place here. Yeah, and and I my my wife loves pizza and everything that you just mentioned. So. <laughs> Uh, she'll have a blast there. We'll definitely come visit. Okay, now for both of you, when was your last ride, whether whether a race or just a train ride, and how long was it? <laughs> Today, one uh, hundred kilometers. Oh, cool! I did cool. yesterday one hundred and fifth. Wow. One hundred and five. Yeah, yeah, very good. Now, do you prefer climbs, descents, rollers, or the flats? Uh, the flat the flat i like the flat right and of course yes. you do a lot of time trials but i imagine perhaps you've done some that have had some climbs in them yes 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 of course uh, uh for the soul uh climbs are very good you know mm. yes wow. uh, but before before race uh i um specific uh, specific uh trainings and mm. that's Mm. Now, do you, for for your training, perhaps seasonal or just in general, do um, you do a lot of indoor training, perhaps for structured workouts? No, no. Uh, um, if it's possible, I go outside. Mm. I uh, like to ride outside. Okay, great. But it's the bad weather, you know. Yeah, yeah. Must training indoor. Right. And so, of course, we are moving. You are in the Northern Hemisphere, just like I am here in California. And so we are heading towards, uh, you know, the fall winter time. How is it there in Slovenia? Are you able to ride outdoor quite a lot during that time? Uh, yes. Uh, now I live in Koper, like uh, I told you. Mm. Uh, and that's the Slovenian coast. And there is no snow. And uh, it's a perfect place for training uh, in Slovenia. Okay. Yeah, so I think Alex was saying earlier, if I pull up the map here, he was saying it's the uh, the California of Slovenia. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so if we look at the map here, of course, Slovenia down here for those who aren't familiar. And of course, just north of that is Austria. So that's where Christoph Strasser and others yes. are from, including yes. uh, Philip Keiter, who we just interviewed recently for the race around Lower Austria. And so if we zoom in here where you live, is right on the coast. Yeah. Yes. So uh, I'd imagine you're doing a lot of training then and you have a lot of, of beautiful sights to see to keep you motivated and to have fun, right? Yes, yes. Uh, it's a beautiful uh, place there. Yeah, and then Alish, uh, I'd imagine this reminds you a lot of uh, of the Ironman in Kona or, or perhaps vice versa. No. Huh? no, no. So I must tell the truth, you know. It's not like Kona. <laughs> uh yeah 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 the corner is so specific but uh, well, it's just the sea and uh, it's a good weather here in uh, in copper mm. but uh, there's nothing like corner <laughs> <laughs> yeah awesome now do you know where marco ballo lives in slovenia yes in ljubljana ah see yes yeah, so, uh, in is, one place uh, in the that, center of slovenia is that right here this one we don't here? have Yes. 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 Okay. yes. Oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah, good to learn some geography lessons for me, and I'm sure many of us watching, many Americans, a lot of good lessons. 
Now, how do you say how do you say uh, congratulations in in uh, Slovenian? Čestitam, čestitam, yeah. yeah. Čestitam. Oh, geez, thankfully that was easy enough for me to say, so I didn't embarrass myself. <laughs> 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 well, say say it one more time. Čestitam. Čestitam. Bravo. Just, oh, that's just, it. Just perfect. Perfect. Thank yes. Yes. Oh, uh, thank you. Hvala. Thank uh, you. Mean hvala. Ah, I see. Yes. Cool. Awesome. Well, a lot of fun. Stanko, are you comfortable going downhill? Maybe if it's technical, you're going fast. Do you know what your fastest you've ever gone down a hill has been? Uh, that's. Um... I'm not so good uh, in downhill because uh, I uh, cycling just seven years and uh, I'm not so good yet. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine you've only been riding for seven years. You've already s broken and set a world record, which was set recently by Christoph Strasser, one of the best ultra cyclists in the world. And, and so there's many more years ahead of you. I can only imagine what you'll accomplish. And so we look forward to staying uh, connected and also following your journey as well as Alice, you as his coach, and also you as an Ironman triathlete. Hopefully one day, maybe I could see you in Kona. <laughs> 2021, I will be there. Oh, cool. Okay, very yeah. exciting. Yeah, very nice. I have, I have qualification slots, so I must go there. Yeah, excellent. Okay, then you'll have to bring Stanko out. Maybe he could set a world record there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He doesn't want to swim, you know. I cannot put him in the swimming pool. Yeah. He, doesn't, he doesn't want to go. Right, right. More of a land animal. Okay, so <laughs> when do you both enjoy riding the most? During the fall, the winter, the spring, or the summertime? Yes, summertime. 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 Yeah, summertime. summertime yes. mm, yeah, yeah. The temperature, no problem. More, better. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay, now time of day that you prefer training? Morning time, afternoon, the evening? Uh, yes, in the evening. Ah, uh, interesting. Yes. Uh, okay. Evening, yes. No, no, sorry. Uh, in the morning, in the morning. Ah, okay. Yes, yes I'm training in the morning. Cool. Uh, yes. Now, two more questions here in the sprint round. Do you think ultra cycling requires more physical or mental training? I think both. Both. You must be uh, ready, uh, um, but uh, mental is uh, very important. Uh, mm -hmm. I know after uh, 16, 17, 18 hours, I think that's all in your head. Mm, yeah. You must be strong in there and it's possible. Right. Now I'm curious, how were you able to develop that mental fortitude, that mental strength in such a short amount of time for such a long duration and distance? Would you attribute that to all of your training in doing time trials? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, they, uh, Every, everybody who knows me uh, told me that uh, that's... Um, uh, you know what? I believe he's born with it, with this. He's mm. born with this because whatever he done in the, his, his life, he was always like this. He was always focused till the end. He done everything till the end. And that's him. That's him. Mm. You know? It wasn't that we, we do some, something specific on the trainings that he came out like this. Mm. Mm. Yeah, very interesting. So a uh, gifted athlete, 
Very nice. Okay, final question here in the sprint round before we go into the 24-hour record that you set. What's your favorite event that you've done? It could be an ultra cycling one or perhaps even just a, a time trial that you've done on the shorter distances. Uh, I think that uh, this record is my favorite. Uh, oh, okay. I'm very proud on that now. Mm. Yes, yeah. yes, as you should be. So again, uh, congratulations on setting this record. And I'm sure it was not an easy one to set. Of course, the bar was very high. And we'll show some of the nice photos that you sent here just to get a visual of what you were looking at and how you were looking, which I must say, uh, looking very cool there. Nice setup, <laughs> nice skin suit, and a very nice bicycle. Yeah, thank you. It's American one. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't catch the brand. What what bicycle is that? Uh, Trek. Trek Speed Concept. Oh, okay. Awesome. Wow. So they they uh, do they do they know you set this world record? Uh, I think that they know. Yeah. Because um, uh, Slovenian dealer with uh, these bikes uh, ride them. Hmm. I'm sure they must be very proud to have uh, this this ultimate ultra cycling world record on their bicycle. Very cool. And we'll cover that more. But first, I wanted to go to the Wuka website and database because I think it's interesting to give a comparison um, to of your record and where it stood before. So, for Everyone in the ultra cycling community were familiar with Christoph Strausser. And of course, he held the record and still holds many other records. He set the 24-hour road category record specifically in 2015. Can't believe it's already been five years because I remember uh, watching him do that. And if we click here on the WUCA website, so ultracycling.com, we can see more information about that. Of course, at the time, he was 33 years old. And Christoph, as we were talking about, he is from Austria. His record statistics, so he rode 556.856 miles. Down here, we have the kilometers, 896.173. So Christoph rode 896 kilometers, uh, just missed the 900-kilometer mark, whereas you rode 914 Point zero two uh, kilometers. So you were able to actually break, I think, that highly coveted uh, record, that distance of over 900 kilometers. So something to be very proud of. And uh, Christoph rode this record in 23.3 miles per hour on average. And again, just on our rough calculation, it was uh, similar, uh, just a bit faster than that. And so well done again with the record. As a matter of interest, uh, for those who don't know and not familiar with the database on, on the WUCA website, here we have just a list of different record types. If you go to the records tab and you have a variety of records, point to point ones, cross state distance records. Yeah. This one now, of course, is a timed record. So 24 hour uh, road specifically. And so the interesting thing to point out here is, of course, we can see Christoph's one there from 2015. Your one is yet to be uploaded to the database. But uh, we also see your uh, fellow countryman, Marco Ballo, who we had on the show to actually interview him on his record attempt um, 
uh, and well, record setting that he did. And it wasn't too long ago. It was just in uh, the end of July of this year. So just a couple months ago. And yes. of course, he did a great performance. And he also set the 1000 kilometer uh, record and, and many others at the same time. And so that's kind of all of the, the information and that's kind of the statistics. But now I'd love to turn to more of the actual ride for you and also preparation, nutrition and those kinds of things. I guess the question is, how did the ride go for you? Well, I mean, what time did you start? And then, you know, through the whole 24 hours, tell me about your mental and physical state through it. Yes, uh, I start uh, the, the second uh, of 10 uh, uh, at 12 o'clock. And uh, I think I was perfect that uh, the time. Uh, I feel very good, uh, very strong. And uh, I must be honest, I believe in this, uh, that I can uh, set it, uh, this record. Um, then I think about 16, 17 hours, I uh, write very good. And then uh, I have some uh, crisis. Cr cr Crisis, yes. Uh, mm -hmm. I um, I have a problem uh, on my uh, butt, butt, yes, <laughs> on my butt. Uh, um, but uh, I try to think of uh, this and uh, just uh, stay focused and say, now you must do it to the end. Wow. So, so a uh, saddle sores was it? Yes, yes, sad, ah, sad, sad problems. Yes. Wow, and you said that was uh, about 16 hours in? Yes, 16, 17 hours, yes. Wow, so almost eight hours of saddle source that you had to cope with. Yes. That must have yes. made it a very challenging. I, uh, I, um, uh, he saved the problem with... Yeah, uh, uh, that I, uh, one minute uh, be uh, up, you know, and then two, three minutes on saddle. And then again, one minute up and wow. two, three minutes set. Yes, and that was very good. So even with such an unusual obstacle that you face, but a common one, saddle sores in ultra distances, especially for very long durations like you were riding, it's not just about for folks who don't quite appreciate what you did. It's not just about riding and turning your legs and turning the pedals for 24 hours but it's about your body breaking down about unexpected things like saddle sores coming. And it's incredible that for eight hours, a third of the record attempt yes. that you're yes. having to ride in an unusual position and, and, and set up standing up, sitting down, standing up, sitting down yes. sure that must've also ended up affecting you, your arms, perhaps, you know, perhaps your back and other things. So very well done with what you had to deal with. Now, for eight hours of dealing with saddle sores, I mean, it's something that's constantly there. You constantly feel it. It's, a, it's an irritation. It's hard to get your mind off of it. How did you keep going for eight hours with saddle sores, feeling them the whole time, and then also having to continuously stand up and sit down, stand up and sit down? Uh, I know that uh, that uh, first uh, 16 hours was very fast. I have uh, average speed, uh, more than 40, uh, 40 kilometers per hour. And then I calculate in my head uh, which speed is uh, I need 
to uh, crash the record. Mm. And uh, that's helped me. Okay, so really... Yeah, I have bonus, you know. Uh, yeah, ah, I see. So really, you were just so focused and you knew you would be able to do it. And because you, you saw the victory, you could almost hold the world record in your hand that it was easy for you to just keep pushing through. Yes, easier. Not easy, but easier. Yes. Easier, easier. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, don't want to make light of it because it is a a very long distance in itself. Just to ride for 24 hours is a long time. And then, of course, you rode a very long distance in 24 hours. And most people, most ultra cyclists would take much longer to ride what you did, 567.95 miles, 914.02 kilometers. That's a very long distance. So it, it in no way, in any of it, was it easy, even before the saddle sores, even riding as fast as you did. I mean, 16 hours going almost flat out is a time trial. Uh, that's a big effort. So well done there. Now, I'm curious, at which point after the 16 hours before the 24, did you, did you feel like it was the home stretch? And even with the saddle sores and the pains, and I'm sure the tiredness and everything else that you felt like, okay, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. It's the home stretch. Uh, two hours, two, two hours uh, before the end, I was uh, sure. That's, uh, okay. I need uh, only, I don't know, 27, 28 uh, kilometers per hour uh, average uh, speed. And that's, I know that's nothing. <laughs> no problem. Wow. That, that is pretty cool. It's cool because just the level of confidence that you had uh, in, in knowing that during the race. But I think, again, not just by chance or not to make light of that, it really, it's a credit, I'm sure, to your training and your preparations leading up to this record that gave you that confidence to know that all I have to do is execute exactly what I've trained for with Alish. And, and some of which was that up until that point, so say about nine, 10 months, you rode 22,000 kilometers just this yeah. year alone. And you also spent, uh, I think for some ultra cyclists uniquely, 100 hours in the gym. So yes. it wasn't like you were just riding and you know training and doing a bit of structure here and there. I mean, you were really all in on this. And, and from the beginning of the year, uh, you were training hard and long. So tell me a bit about your, your training and your preparation for this world record. Uh, I have uh, per period uh, trainings. Uh, um, I all the time, uh, all segments uh, training, uh, also the speed, you know, also the power, uh, then uh, in fitness, some uh, uh, strength. strength, yes, uh, that uh, I want to be Couplet, uh, couplet uh, athlete, you know. Uh, I mm. think that's very important mm. for uh, because uh, mentally is uh, more easier than if you know that you are very good uh, uh, athletic prepared. Mm. Yes, very true. And I think perhaps you know if you're looking at a world record like the one you've done now, of course not to make light of what Chris of Strasser was able to accomplish. I mean, that record stood for the last five years and it's, and it was an incredible achievement, but it goes to show both for him and for you in order to accomplish something like you've done, it really does require that extra mile that you have to put in, in terms of your mental training, preparation, confidence, 
which really does also come from all the time you put in at the gym and on the bike and with all the structured training. Was the world record something that you had your eyes set on from the beginning of the year? Or when did that start? When did you get the crazy idea as a, you know, kind of a shorter distance time trialist to go for the 24 hour um, distance uh, or, or time rather? Uh, that's, I think that was uh, in uh, 2090. Uh, then I uh, won the championship in 24 hour. Um, then I saw, uh, I uh, write uh, uh, 900, uh, 902, yes, kilometers. 902 kilometers, but in group, you know. Mm. Uh, I write in group, I don't know, maybe 16, 17 hours. And so, uh, but I saw that uh, I can uh, in 24 hours uh, cycle that distance. And I believe uh, that's impossible. Ah. So very interesting. So in fact, you did break the 900 kilometer barrier. Yes, now, now second time. Yes. Oh, very yes. nice, very nice. Well, well done. That 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 in itself is is a huge accomplishment, and makes sense why you were able to win that as well. There's very strong riders there in Europe, and I'm sure there were many that came from around the world to participate, even in the European 24 Hour Championship just last year. So yes. then you knew you wanted to do it. Did So was all of your training then leading up until this point, was it all geared towards setting this world record this year? Um, the first maybe no, but in my mind, all, all, I always had that record because uh, I, uh, uh, I, know, I know who is uh, Christoph Strasser. I know that he is, uh, on my opinion, uh, the best ultra cyc uh, cyclist. And because he has that uh, record, I know that it's something mean. And uh, hmm. I try to attempt this wow. record. Yeah, very cool. And again, it's, it's so, it's so um, crazy how there's so many strong ultra cyclists, world record holding elite <clears throat> athletes. They're Slovenia and Austria, border countries. We've got to go there, visit, and investigate to figure out what on earth is happening <laughs> over there. <laughs> but I know from other episodes and some Austrian writers as well, they, a lot of people do talk about how the Slovenian uh, racers and ultra cyclists have really inspired them and have helped not just them ride, but also just the whole community of ultra cyclists in their own country. So it, it, it's very exciting to be able to chat with both of you as local Slovenians there. And of course, you know, Marco Ballo and many of us know him and we revere him. We know Yuri Robic as well and many others. Yes, before, before uh, Marco Ballo, uh, number one was uh, absolutely Yuri Robic, yes. Right, right. So he was it, a Slovenian hero. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's what I could tell. And in fact, we will have an episode coming shortly, actually, where we'll be uh, paying a tribute to him uh, from his crew chief in his last race across America. And so I'm very excited for that as well. I can't believe it's already been 10 years since that date, but I'm sure for many of you, he's still very much alive there. And of course, uh, a lot of what he pioneered the way for, you know, uh, you are uh, taking on the torch yourself, Marco, and many others there in the country, and still doing great things and, and, and setting the bars very high. So uh, very well done and a lot of pride uh, uh, 
well well deserved there for all of you. Now, uh, Stanko, before we get back to this 24-hour record that you've accomplished this year, just recently, your plans for 2021, you're actually, you're not stopping here. You're going full speed ahead and you actually plan to attack the 24-hour world record in the outdoor track category as well, right? Yes, yes, that's right. Holy cow. Uh, I think uh, that could be happened in uh, September. Uh, Hmm. 1921. Uh, hmm. 2021. Right, right, right. Now, do you know, does uh, Christoph hold that record or who holds that record currently? No, uh, Dizzy. I don't know uh, ah, the yes. name. You Ralph, know him. The seven score. Yes, yeah. Ralph. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Yes, uh, one, one kilometer more than uh, I have now uh, on the road. Uh, he, he has uh, uh, 915 uh, 0.3 kilometers. Ah, I see. Interesting. Gee, so it yeah. seems like there is a, some friendly competition there between the the, the sister countries there next to each other. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but I, I, I bet that, that that competition, of course, will push both the Austrian riders and the Slovenian ones to just get better and better. So I'm not sure that there's a chance for the rest of us. We're going to have to move there. So that way we could be <laughs> part of, you know, that that uh, world record setting air and the water and the pizzas there, the prosciutto and everything else. <laughs> That's very cool. Okay, so have you started, I mean, what? where are you in your periodization of your training? Right? Are you on the off season now or? Yes, uh, now I uh, ride for my soul, you know. Uh, and then I will uh, stop so much uh, than the coach tell me. I don't know. I <laughs> hope not too much because I like uh, cycling very, uh, very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's about good. Th- about 10 days probably it will be off. Ah, okay. So uh, how do you plan to spend all that time? What do you enjoy doing outside of bicycling? Uh, I I will maybe go in the mountains, you know. Ah. Uh, in Slovenia, we have a lot of mountains, uh, and uh, I think I will go, and maybe uh, a little run. I don't know. I I cannot stop, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I must I, be and moving. I, and I think you shouldn't. Uh, you definitely are a very accomplished and elite athlete, and. It is fun to watch. I'm sure I'm speaking for everyone in the ultra cycling family. Uh, fun to watch elite athletes like yourself, like Christoph, like Ralph, like Marco, and even athletes like Alish is an accomplished Ironman triathlete. It, it always makes for uh, good entertainment and also as a motivation and inspiration for the rest of us. And I, I'd imagine many there in your country would also see you perhaps, uh, it's a strong word, but perhaps as a hero, it definitely is a pioneer and definitely as an elite athlete. So uh, well done, Stanko. What, what goes through your mind? I mean, what do you think about it? What do friends and family, you know, your colleagues, as they've seen you attempt this record and then uh, set it and, and move the bar so high, uh, what, what have people been saying to you? Uh, they they will be uh, I think uh, in first uh, shocked, but uh, then uh, very proud. Uh, uh, my colleagues uh, are uh, coming in uh, the, on the Dubrovnik. Then I uh, attempt the record, and uh, we celebrate uh, together. Mm, yeah, it must have been a very special time. And, yes. and of course, there are some other photos that people can grab and if they want to follow you on Facebook, they can. 
And of course, we, we talked about it being the same course that Marco Bello wrote just recently for his record uh, settings that he had done. And we can see even in this photo, there's a lot of people out there supporting you. And I'd imagine during the whole time that you were there. So tell me about that. And I mean, just the people that you had out there supporting, what did that mean for you? And as you were passing them, just the motivation that it gave you. Yeah, yeah uh, they uh, they uh, mean for me a lot of you know uh, uh, when I uh, I was in Kriza uh, in crisis uh, they loud and uh, I go uh, faster uh, if I don't want I go faster you know <laughs> right yeah no that's that's cool now in one point uh, sorry in one point my uh, speed. Uh, was uh, 33, 34 kilometers per hour, and then they become loud, loud, loud. And mm. I have again 36 kilometers per hour. Mm. Wow, I see. Yes. Yeah, what, what was the, the lowest point for you, the most difficult point? Was it the saddle sores from, uh, from 16 hours, or was there other parts that were very difficult? Uh, this was uh, once happened uh, in maybe two and a half hours before ending, I have a fall, you know, uh, but oh, no. uh, yes, yes, <laughs> I have a fall, but uh, uh, I was lucky. I just uh, little scraps, you know, on my leg and uh, the bike was uh, no damage. And oh, they thankfully. picked me up, yeah. put me on the bike and go further. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it didn't even feel a thing. I guess that was probably uh, your only uh, break off the bike, or did you did you get off the bike at all? Uh, I have one uh, one stop uh, uh, at uh, thirteen hours. After for uh, thirteen hours, I have one stop. I must change the Garmin. You know, the mm -hmm. battery was empty, mm -hmm. and uh, I dressed. Uh, I put on myself uh, one more dress. Uh, because uh, it was uh, 13 degrees uh, wow. Celsius, uh, and uh, I must uh, test, you know. Right, 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 right. Wow, so it really wasn't smooth sailing, as many ultra events and rides aren't. You had to... I stopped to all uh, four minutes, that's all. Wow. That, I, I wonder if that's a world record in itself. <laughs> <laughs> That's, so you, you stopped a very short amount of time. You had to deal with saddle sores for eight hours. That's a very long time to deal with saddle sores. I think most of us wouldn't be able to deal with it for one hour. And you even had a, a fall, but glad that you were okay. You were so close to the finish line. Were you, were you worried at all initially when you did fall? Uh, did any thoughts in your, uh, cross your mind that, oh, no, you know, you know maybe this would jeopardize the, the record? When I was falling, uh, that's uh, I just listening if something is crashed, you know, in or in me or on bike, and I don't okay. uh, hurt nothing. And I said, "That's okay, uh, no problem." Okay, <laughs> good, good, good to know that. Glad, glad your first thought when you're falling was to listen for anything breaking. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, now, if your if your time trial bike did break. Were, would, you, would you still have felt confident to accomplish the record uh, on a backup bike that you might have had? Uh, uh, that's, I, I will tell you now, it's a little bit foolish. Uh, I have uh, with me 
just uh, the reserve uh, wheels, you know, mm. but uh, not the bike. Be uh, my f uh, philosophy was that I must be fast and uh, I can be fast only on time trail uh, bike. <laughs> and so I have uh, at home a uh, very good Trek uh, Madone, but right. uh, I, I can be so fast uh, that I need. And so <laughs> that was a risiko. Yeah, right, right, right. So you definitely take things very seriously. And so, of course, here's your beautiful Trek time trial bike. Very nice. And one thing that for me is interesting, I noticed that the, the aero bars, the, the TT bars, they are quite interesting. They're very long going upward and, and quite yes. short going outward. Is this a common position for you? I guess it's a, I mean, it is a very aggressive uh, position to be in. Is it similar to what you were riding in when you were doing the shorter distances? Yes, exactly. That was uh, um, um, an aerodynamic pose as is possible, you know. Uh, mm. And uh, this is uh, because uh, the, um, for time trails, uh, shorter time trails uh, in uh, USAE uh, have some uh, rules, you know. And uh, the bike was uh, built on that rules. Mm, I see. So there wasn't any adjustments that you made to your setup or anything for a little bit more comfort for these longer distances. You're really just using the same setup that you would use for shorter ones. Yes, yes. Uh, I think that the, the point of this record was the speed uh, and mm. the aerodynamic uh, for uh, aerodynamic you for the speed you need aerodynamic and i use uh, the speed suite like you see and uh, uh, aggressive uh, uh, position right yeah interesting so in being in that position for 24 hours only being off the bike for four hours that must mean you have a lot of flexibility a lot of strength in your back and your neck your arms just your whole body so tell me a bit more about that. You know, you do a lot of gym time in the preparation for, for this. Were you feeling good with all of that? You did a lot of good preparations there. Did you also do flexibility training, those kinds of things? Yes, of course. Uh, I, all, I all the time have uh, in my mind that that's in that position, I must uh, be 24 hours. Because of that, uh, gym is very important. And uh, I think that was the... Good decision. Mm, yeah, definitely. Now, turning to you, Alish, I'd love to get some insights from you as his coach. What did that kind of look like through the year as you were coaching him, as you were watching his progress? Was it pretty smooth sailing in the preparation? With him, it's always good, uh, smooth sailing, because he is the, the most confident, the most uh, disciplined guy I ever trained. You know, mm. we don't have any any problems at all. I I set the plan and he he worked the plan out uh, without problems. Mm. Now that's, that's, the the training plan and the periodization that you did for for this record attempt. Have you put together a a training plan similar before, perhaps for his European title that he won last year? You know, I my philosophy is that uh, you don't need. Uh, something specific for 24 hours you need to be a good cyclist first and on the top of that you can put 24 hours so what we try to do it is that we 
try to put uh, FTP a little bit higher. Hmm. Year before we were at 360 watts, 355, 360 watts, the FTP, and uh, I do everything to, to try to put him on 380, and we did it. And if you want to do this, you must do everything. You must do strength, you must do speed, you must do low, high aerobic, you must do trainings on, like, like pro cyclists. And then uh, after six years, uh, six months of this kind of training, we start to thinking about specific long distance training. Yeah? Mm. And this year will be no different. We will start like he is the, I don't know, pro tour cyclist. And then in the in the summer, in the springtime, we will start thinking like his ultra cyclist. Mm. Yeah, very interesting to learn about that and interesting periodization. Now, I don't know a whole lot. I'm not a coach myself, but it almost sounds like what I think is is along the lines of like a reverse periodization where instead of in the base where you're really doing a ton of mileage and then only towards the end working on power and speed and strength, you're really making sure that he has that power and that high FTP from the beginning almost, right? You know what? I, I use a, a bit of mix of periodizations. I like to use a linear periodization but I put inside block periodization where I think he needs it, you know. If, he need, if I see that he needs strength, then I will put block of strength inside the linear periodization. And it is, uh, it is the, the, the uh, quantity which come, comes later, you know. Even we have quantity in the winter, it is like with more training, not with the one big training. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. And I think it, it is an interesting thing. And thank you for sharing all of that. Because for ultra cyclists, there are different kinds and categories. Some, you know, are recreational and just really riding to finish. And, and perhaps for those, you know, they tend to err on the side of always doing very long uh training rides on a very regular basis, you know, very, very many hours, you know, 150, 200 miles at a time. Whereas really, a lot of the times, it is more about the quality of your training over the quantity. Yes. And yes. especially when you're training 22,000 kilometers in not even a full year, but just most of the year, that's a lot of mileage to be riding and at high intensities. And when you're riding that much, it's also about recovery as much as it is about the training. And so tell me about that, both of you, Alish and Stanko as well. What did the recovery and training look like in the training process look like uh, for you? And how was that factored into the whole schedule? Well, I believe that, that good periodization is the, the most important factor for, for good uh, regeneration. The second one is uh, nutrition. I believe that, that because we are on low carb, the, our regeneration and his regeneration yes. is just better. You know? yes, mm. and, we, uh, and, and on the top of all, we, at the time, we use uh, ketones, which help us to uh, even improve yes, yes, yes. The, the performance yes. and the rege uh, regeneration. Mm, yes. because uh, I um, before the attempt the record I uh, three weeks 
use uh, ketone salts, you know, and uh, during the, the record, I drink uh, ketone ester. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's great to hear both of you share all of this information. I'm sure many who are watching will find it very fascinating. And if they want to learn more, of course, well, Alice, you are a coach. Now, I know as a coach, you can only take on so many people at a time, but I'm sure somebody out there has another record on their mind. And of course, you figured it out. You've got a nice recipe for success. And again, arguably one of the premier world records that an ultra cyclist could accomplish. Uh, Stanka, you've done that. Alice, you've done that as well as part of his team and his coach. So well done. And, and you figured out a lot, but it makes sense because you guys pay attention to so many of these little details from nutrition, even recovery to the training. And you have a very interesting formula that you figured out there and you've essentially cracked the code. But, but more than that, again, of course, Stanko, you just yourself, you are a very dedicated and, and motivated person just innately. So um, I do want people to appreciate that you are also a police officer and you have been for 25 years, right? Yes, yes. I worked uh, 25 years. Right. So, so for people to get that perspective, you're not a, a paid professional that is working full-time on your cycling. You are working full-time and a very demanding job, I could imagine. And you have been doing that for many years. You haven't sacrificed that. But yet yes. you're still able to, it sounds like through all the discipline, through the help from Alish in terms of the training plan and keeping you on top of everything, that you were able to accomplish an incredible feat. So well done with that. And, and for all of us and for those who are watching, I think it's a great story and a great inspiration to show every one of us that you can accomplish incredible feats, even the, the, the best feat, the highest feat that you could accomplish as a cyclist, especially in the ultra cycling community, uh, even while balancing the rest of your life. I sacrificed uh, a lot of, uh, for cycling, uh, but, mm. and I saw like that because I don't have a family, I can do this, you know, uh, uh, that's, uh, but even, even without a family, I'm sure Alice gives you a hard time and he keeps you busy. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> yes, sure you have to keep each other on top of the training. But it's cool that you have such a great coach because not only is he, say, you know, a retired athlete and speaking from experience, but he is actively competing and you could see him training. You could speak about that and motivate each other, encourage each other. So it's a very cool partnership that you have. Now, just a few more questions as we kind of wrap up on this record uh, that you said. Again, just well done. It's, it's a great, uh, great story and uh, a great bit of history that you've made for the world, but also for Slovenia. What, what motivates you to keep going for such big um, accomplishments? I mean, this year, look, you've just accomplished the 24-hour road category. You've already got your sights set for next year. What is keeping you motivated? Uh, that's very hard to tell you. I don't know. Uh, uh, I, at the first, I uh, very enjoy uh, in cycling, you know. And uh, it's, uh, I think I, I'm uh, quite... Uh, Competing person, yes, I'm quite a competing person, and I have, uh, I must have some, uh, some target, you know, and uh, the records are now for my targets, and uh, <laughs> it's a very good motivation, I think. 
Right. So I'd imagine we would will be able to see you and Alish um, a lot in the years to come as you continue to uh, strive to set all these records. I mean, there's there's many others that you'll be able to set. There's the indoor 24 uh, track record as well. And so we'll look forward to being able to see that journey uh, as you continue on. What do you think for those watching? Of course, you, you're, you've inspired me. I'm sure you'll inspire many who are watching this now. What would you tell people wanting to get started, even just with ultra cycling? And then also, if they want to set a, a record themselves, what are some tips that you would give all of us? Uh, I think that uh, you must believe. At first, you must believe. If uh, you don't believe, it's uh, impossible. Uh, if you believe it's possible, everything, uh, and uh, then just work, work, and work, and that's it. Mm. Yeah, very true. Well said, short and sweet, and very true. Yes. Okay. Who else has inspired you yourself? Through the years, who have you looked to as a role model, as an inspiration, as a motivation, or perhaps even just as a target to, to strive towards? Uh, my motivation uh, was uh, in uh, ultra cycling, uh, and my idol was uh, is is not was uh, Marco Baloch. Uh, I uh, very respect him, and uh, I am proud that uh, we are friends. And uh, uh, if if I ask him something for some advice, uh, there was no problem anytime, and uh, mm. I'm very proud of that. Mm, yeah, definitely, Marco is. Uh, beloved in the ultra cycling family will uh, remain in history forever with all his records as well and everything that he keeps doing and he just set another world record or actually many world records just this year as well so it, it is cool to see again there's something in, in the water that not just makes you Slovenians fast but also a lot of longevity and allows you to do so much for so long now Alish tell me from uh, the perspective of, of Stanko's coach but not just that, but also his good friend for so many years. What does his accomplishment mean to you and how does it make you feel? Well, that's the top of uh, coaches. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's that's the, the most you can accomplish as a coach. You know, uh, you can just dream of to have uh, such an athlete like Stanko is. Hmm. I believe there's many coaches in the world who that doesn't have such luck. I I as I have. Yeah. yeah. And well, well-deserved. You've known him for a long time. I'm sure you've had to put up with a lot, but finally Stanko has come through for you. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, so I, and I'm proud because I, I made him from, from zero to up to the world record. You know? Yeah. When he was first time on a bike, uh, I said to him what to, what to do. And now we are here. Yeah, that's wow. it. Wow, what a journey. I think you both need to make a documentary about it. I think it's worth <laughs> a while. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So what do you want to be known for, Stanko? When all is said and done one day, after many years of ultra cycling, what do you want to be known for in the world uh, as an ultra cyclist? <laughs> That's a quite hard question. I don't know. I, I, I don't uh, think about that. Uh, you now uh, ask me, but uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, 
they know me. Oh, that was uh, that guy who broke, broke the, the thousand. Mark. Yes, <laughs> broke broke the records. You know, right. uh, and it. I think that it will be nice. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's a it's a great story, and I'm sure you must feel very proud, and it's well deserved. I hope you do enjoy the the time that you have off the bike to just kind of sit back, relax, and enjoy the accomplishment that you've done before going on to the next one. Well deserved for both of you. Uh, definitely, I think that uh, Alice should take you buy your ticket to Hawaii to watch him do the Ironman next year as your well deserved uh, gift for uh, making him a proud coach. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you want to go, yeah, I need I need uh, uh, stuff there. So. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, actually, you know, I'm not too far away here in California, as close yeah, as we yeah. can get, I suppose. And uh, love, yeah, love five hours. Yeah. Five hours. Yeah. All right. I'll meet you there as long as Stanko agrees to do a world record there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this will be hard to do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, guys. A couple of short, fun questions to end sprint round to the finish. When is going to be your next uh, long training ride, Stanko? Long training ride? Yeah. I know? think, uh, yes, uh, you must ask Alish, you know, but I think that uh, not this year. No, March. Oh, okay. All right. There we go. Yeah. March. So you've yeah. got some time to breathe, some time to enjoy. <laughs> yes. Okay. How would you rate yourself, Stanko, in terms of bicycle maintenance? On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being excellent, uh, lubing your change, changing your tires, these kinds of things? Uh, I think 9. I'm, uh, oh, wow. I'm, yes, yes. He's good. Yeah. He's good. Yes, I am uh, strictly, yes. Okay. Am, uh, yes, my bike must uh, work perfect. That's my philosophy. Wow. Excellent. So, you really are a like you were saying earlier you strive to be that well-rounded athlete not just on the bike and your training mentally and all of that but even in terms of taking care of your bike so that is unique and exceptional and just like alice you were saying just how stanko was born kind of with this gift and this attention to detail this discipline it goes to show you know i would have thought it would be easy for stanko for you to say you know i'm i'm about a three or four or a five you know i i don't worry about that you know i have i have much more else to worry about going to the gym training and much uh, much more but so it's very cool and inspiring to hear that such a high caliber athlete like you is so good at maintaining his own bike that's incredible well done <laughs> Okay, do you have another dream bicycle or do you already own it? Uh, maybe my uh, new dream bicycle is new Trek Speed, uh, speed Concept. Uh, uh, like I heard, uh, it may become uh, 20, 2021 or 2022 new model. And uh, uh, I think this will be my uh, next uh, bike. Cool. Yeah, we'll look forward to that. We'll see that in your next record attempts then. Okay, final question here for you. Who would you want to nominate for an episode on this show? Somebody that has inspired you or a story that you just would like to know more about? And perhaps it's even just Alish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh... 
it was a joke. Uh, I don't know. Do you have in your uh, yeah. interview the Dizzy? We do not yet have that. Okay, so we'll add that. Yes, as I nominate him uh, because uh, I think that's a very good ultra cycling, and I like. I'd like to hear something about him. Yeah. No, that that would sound great, especially since you are going to be attempting to break his record next year. I'd love uh, to hear what try, he thinks. Try, try, you know, try. I, it will be right. very hard. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a, it's a very uh, But I believe bar. it's possible, you know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and like you were saying earlier, you first have to believe that it's possible. And of course, that's what gives you that motivation and that belief that you'll be able to do it. And so uh, I'd love to end with this photo. I think that is so awesome. And it's a great cake. What flavor cake is this? Uh, uh, this uh, this was uh, uh, almonds almonds uh, cake. Uh, that was uh, low carb, high fat uh, cake. Oh, cool! Yes. No, very cool. That's awesome. So, of course, there we have the candles, nine hundred fourteen point zero two kilometers. Yes, yes, yes. That is your record. And is that actually is that you there? Yes, yes. Wow. That's me. Yes. Who who put uh, that together? It was a uh, uh, one uh, friend of my uh, co-worker. Co-worker, yes, uh, uh, made this, and uh, I was very surprised. No, yes. <laughs> well, that that is so cool, and and a beautiful memory. That that yes. That, so Stanko and also Alish, uh, let's see if I say it correctly again, Jastitam. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. Voila. And I look forward to following your journey closely. I'm sure all of us who are watching now look forward to that. We cheer you on tailwinds for your training and then also all of your record attempts coming up. We look forward to having you back on the show again and and Alish to have you to hear more about the inside scoop of the coach of the the legendary now Stanko. I would like to. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you both. And we we just celebrate with you. Keep going. Thank you. Uh, we believe in you and we look forward to following further. Thank you very much, Justin. Thank you very much. Okay, everyone watching at home, thanks for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of inspiration out of this episode and quite honestly, a lot of tips and tricks from Alish as well as his coach. Let's keep following this journey. And it, I, I just have the sense that there's going to be a lot of competition, a lot happening when it comes to world records. There's a lot of strong ultra riders and it's nice to meet another one who has set such an incredible high bar. We'll cheer him on, but until next time, everyone, Keep spinning ultra.